Pulp MX Network Production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Keeper Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things motocentric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Keeper Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Welcome in, everybody, to the one and only Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by FXR Racing and REP Suspension. How are you guys doing out there today? A new episode. I got a guest in studio today. He drove a long way. He's tired, but he's here. He's already grinding. He's working out. He's going to Glen Helen with me. Dark side. Morning. How you Glad feeling? to be. I'm good. I'm 100% ready to go. Before this started, I asked him if he was depressed, if he was okay. He says he's an eight in life right now. Seven and a half to eight. If you had a chick, it'd be like a nine and a half? Oh, yeah. 10.5. Okay. It'd be over the top. Uh, we're here to talk about the church. Uh... Darkside's been going to church all year, so he's on the Church of 350. I just rode the new bike. Basically, it's not a new bike. It's the same bike from last year, but we're going to talk about it. We're going to give you reasons why I think maybe you should go to a 350 if you're on a 450 you're out of shape. Uh, we're going to talk to you about why it's better than a 250. Uh, there's just a lot of positives to this bike, and there is a couple negatives that we'll discuss here as well, but I brought Darkside in since he's been riding it back in better dirt than I have been riding one back here because there is much better dirt in Texas than there is in California. Can't argue that. But you're about to experience real motocross today. I mean, I experienced Glen Glen Helen before, but yeah. I think today might uh, grab you a little bit different. Really? Even in vets? You've taken me – well, I've been out there on a Thursday before. Yeah, that was a mellow Thursday. Okay. So Super. We're going to get you there. Uh, Let's pay some bills. RockyMountainATVMC.com is the one and only – one-stop shop for you guys that like to ride dirt bikes, street bikes, dual sports, ATVs. Uh, if you have a Mexican flag and you like mariachi music and you blare uh, ATVs, UTVs, all that stuff, no problem. Rocky Mountain does it. Just simply go on to keyforinktesting.com. Click on the only banner that is on my site. That is the Rocky Mountain banner. Click on that thing, and that'll take you over to them, and you just continue to live your life, do your shopping. That gives us a snippet of what you guys are purchasing, and it helps me get aid into Loretta's, God forbid, because I am poor as hell because I just bought a crap ton of stuff for Loretta's. I need to take a second out of my house right now. So thank you for the people that are actually doing that. It does actually help. FXR Racing, this guy's in it. Oh, yeah. You're actually wearing the shirt. You sent, You changed. You swapped. I, 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 you know, I still love the, yeah, yeah. the other F company. Yep. Uh, I still do. I love JT, but yeah, FXR Andy and uh, Brad, those Milt, those guys are awesome. Take care of me. FXRRacing.com. Use the code KKMX35 to save 35%. If you're a lady, I got a special lady code that is better than the guys. Send me an email. Show me some proof that you actually ride, that you're a woman, not some random dude just trying to sneak one by me and get some uh, extra percentage off of your order. And then we'll get you dialed in and down the track with some better-looking gear, fxrracing.com. And Mark and the guys over at REP Suspension, I just stuck a new shock on my YZ450 last night to try a different spec for you guys out there to get you a more comfortable YZ through Mark and the guys over at REP Suspension. Use the code KKREP to save 100 bucks off your revalve, and that'll get you uh, a much friendlier Yamaha, trust me. 
There is, uh, I rode a 22 a couple weeks ago, and I was like, ah, that's comfortable. It's big, but comfortable. So there is some setup needs to be done over on the 23YZ450F side, and REP can help you do that. Power Motorsports, Works Connection, new stuff coming out Works Connection. Did you see that? I did. You see the little uh, fork adjusters? I did not. That's coming out this week. So if you're YZ450 and you don't like those plastic adjusters, Works Connection has something way better. I just put it on my bike. Oh, my God, it's much better. And it's only going to be like 39 bucks. Wow. Now oh, it works connection kills it. All yep. Right. Eric and the guys are awesome. I have a code. It's uh what is my code? Let's see. Uh Kiefer23 is the code. Save over there at Works Connection. Lip Pro. New device for Lip Pro guys. Blood Lubricant, 60 helmets. International Vet Motocross Association. If there was a race for Darkside in Texas, IVMX would be the place for him to go because if you're over the age of 30, uh, you want to talk shit with your boys, get a gate drop, that's the place to do it. Washington, Oregon. California, Nevada, even Idaho. There's all kinds of stuff going on with International Vet Motocross Association. Dunlop Motorsports, Pro Tapers, ScreenPrintingDone.com, Decal Works, Alpine Stars, Oakley, and Polysport. Get the Polysport plastic at Rocky Mountain. All right, that's it. Let's talk 350. Money. Yeah. We need some of that. You got some good ones. Yeah. I just got my numbers back. 16,000 listens per show. That's good. That's Not really bad, right? good. That's really good. We started out with like seven. Yeah. And then it's creeped up to like nine. And then this past year, it went up to like 4,000 4, listens more. Do you have a breakdown on like the tech ones, the bike test, the coffee with Kiefer's, what's listened to the most? So coffee with the Kiefer's is actually really good. Yeah. I think that's like 13,000. Uh, but the ones I have with Jamie and Chad, the really ones that we break down the bike, that's the big ones. Right. I don't do enough of those. Uh, but shows like the 350 will be good because 350 is a popular bike. Honda shows are really popular. Oh, uh, so you even notice the difference between brands. Yeah. So it depends on what I'm doing. But honestly, if it's a new bike, like the Kawasaki will be new for 24. That will be a big show. And we'll break down that. But yeah, I, mean, I was surprised how much it's gone up. And I think Steve, I want to say Steve's over 20,000 views. Mm-hmm. So not bad. It's oh. A little uh, crappy little show from the high desk. <laughs> Big studio, almost Big. the same, almost the same size ceilings as Steve. Yeah, you don't need much. No, no, you don't. You just need some knowledge to talk about dirt bikes. That's it. Uh, so the 2024 KTM 350 SXF hasn't changed from 2023. Not a single thing. I've asked Andy Jefferson from the KTM group over there, and he said valving everything is the exact same, besides the color, which is some purple inside that KTM, which. <laughs> I don't, I'm not a big fan of. I have already contacted Decal Works. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. No purple in yours? No. Uh, I'm a fan of different colored gear. I like, I, don't, I'm, I like some pastels. I like some aquas and stuff, but like purple on a bike, it's not great. Didn't look good, especially with the orange. Just Maybe a- they're trying to bring some of that nostalgia back from the old white and purple KTMs like back when Mike Fisher was racing. Do you remember those days? I do. Yeah, so yeah. there's a little bit of purple in that, and that was like 90s, in the 90s. So, uh, I don't know, orange and purple doesn't look great, but that is the only thing that has changed from the 23. You can expect, and don't quote me on this, God forbid, because I've screwed up before, I think there will be a 24.5 350 factory edition. Definitely new chassis for 24.5450 and 250. Possibly a 350 factory edition. So 
For you guys that are complaining about the rigidity of the KTM, I'm one of those complainers. That will be different for the factory editions coming out in January. Uh, how do you even say that word? Homola, homologation? Homologation? That's a good question now that you brought, bring it up. Hama, anyway, the, the Hama, the Hama rule, the Hama rule has changed this year. It used to be you had to have, what is it? Homologation. Homologation. I think oh, that's good. right. I think nice that's one. right. Homologation. Yeah, there you go. Thank you for teaching me something today. You're welcome. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Um, used to be you have to have all of these bikes or a certain amount of bikes by January. This year, you don't have to have them until March. Does that have to do with anything in particular? I don't know. Okay. Uh, if I do know, I'm not talking about okay. it. Okay. So, uh, but I do know that uh, KTM has got a little bit of time as other manufacturers that may be coming in the game. So um, that is good news. And it's good news for you KTM owners that are complaining about rigidity because it is a pain in the ass to try to get your KTM a little bit more compliant like the older chassis. When I first tested these bikes back at Redbud, I didn't have a lot of n- negative comments because the dirt was so soft especially maybe where you live, you don't feel it as much. But for us Southern California people where it's edgy and we're all, you know, trying to open up the track and the edges of our tires and their square edge, the frame is less than desirable. Like I want more traction. Uh, But what you do get out of a 350, if you guys are on a 450, is you're going to have, at least for me, when I rode it last Sunday at Fox Raceway, it's just fun to ride. It's easy to ride, fun to ride. Doesn't take as much energy as a 450. Uh, 450 might have a little better lap time your first your first few laps, but I feel like if you have longer motos, if you're doing longer motos, the 350 will be better towards the end of motos. I'm actually surprised that, and KTM did this back in the day. I'm surprised they don't put anybody on a 350 in professional sport. Yeah, they don't seem like they push that model very much at, at that level uh, and I think it's very competitive I, I, it, for, especially for a vet but at the pro level I still think guys in Supercross would do well on it. I think Supercross would be great yeah. right? because you look at lap times they're short lap times 250s are sometimes faster than the 450s well especially when Jet's around <laughs> I don't know how that'll go next year but yeah. like a it's close guy. right so if you have an extra 100 cc's when KTM was pushing the 350 in professional racing with Andrew Short. I'm trying to think who else wrote it. Uh, I think that was really it on the yeah, factory level. He was the main one, for sure. Uh, obviously, Caroli won MXGP Championship on one. But since then, the engine itself has gotten so much better, I would assume the factory bike would be that much better in current time, mm-hmm. and it would be more competitive. So... For me, this is how good this 350 engine is. It didn't make a lot of sense about seven years ago when I first rode this thing. I was like, yeah, it's just like a little bit of a faster 250F, and it felt heavy. Well, now, fast forward to even the last generation engine. So when the old frame was there, there was a different engine and different head. The new head and the new engine is a little bit better on low end and torque and recovery, but even the last year version was still pretty damn good. And now it feels like just a slower 450 that's still light. So it's it's very powerful, very exciting, has a lot of torque. When I rode it at Fox Raceway, and you guys know the track, you guys see it on TV, I feel like there's more snap, there's more pull out of the corner than my Yamaha. Really? Yeah. So I don't know how your Husky is, but 
for me, I just feel like there's a ton of low-end response on this bike. Yeah, I haven't rode a 450 since my 15 model Honda, so I can't compare it to your Yamaha, obviously. But for me, it's got the right amount of power for a guy that's a vet rider. When I first got it, I hadn't been riding much. I wasn't in very good shape. So it wasn't. It didn't exhaust me, like you said. It didn't feel like it was going to rip it out of my hands. Right. But I also didn't have to work my butt off like on a 250. It just had perfect amount of pull, but it never felt like it was going to get away from you. And, yeah, it had tons of torque. I, I mean, I ride it on some tight stuff back in Texas and little mini arena cross track, and it's got all the snap I need at my ability level for sure. Do you ever feel like, oh, shit, I need some more power to clear this jump? No, I really haven't. I think if there was anything that I need more power to jump, I probably would not be jumping it at my ability. Right. It's got everything. I cannot ride that bike to its full potential. Right. And so what Darkside's saying is what I've been trying to preach to you guys before. As a vet guy, you've already kind of made up your mind what you're going to jump and what you're not going to jump when you get to the track, right? I don't think your bike is going to hold you back any. You know, if you got to click third gear and get into it, chances are you're probably not going to do it anyway. So if you got a, a line coming out of a corner and you got some torque and it's a safe jump, like, oh, shit, if I screw up, will I die? You'll probably try to do it, right? And I right. think the 350 is more than capable of doing that. I always tell Aiden there's risk-reward. What's the, what's the worst thing that can happen if you mess up on this jump? And if the jump is unfavorable to that situation, like, oh, the land is a little sharp, the deck is not long, it could end bad. I just said it's not worth it. But if it looks sketchy, but the landing is somewhat safe, there's less risk. So you should try to do it because you may case it, big deal. If your body positioning is correct, you'll be fine. But the 350 size has more than enough power to do anything. Like there was this little combo. Perfect example. Where I crashed at the National. The 3N. The 3. I can do it on the 350. Obviously, there's not there's no ruts and shit as there was on Sunday versus the national, but it has enough power to do that. And on my 450 on the national day, it was a big stretch to try to do it, although conditions were different. But nonetheless, the 350 has enough power to do those kind of things. So, for me to sit here and tell you guys, yes, it'll pull your fat asses around if you're 200 pounds, 230 pounds. That's not a big deal. How much do you weigh? Uh, 180. 180. Yep. How much did you weigh before you got skinny? 200. Oh shit. Yeah, it was 200. When you told me I need to start working out. Like when the, when I took the picture of you? Yeah. You're 200? Yeah, yeah, it's 200. The big picture that goes around on Twitter? <laughs> yes, the the dehydrated <laughs> high-des ride, that was two, I was about 200. That will live for a long time, by the way. Apparently, yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of puts you on the map. Oh, you think? I yeah. think so. I, lo- I love that, yeah, you and Steve busting my balls is what puts <laughs> me on the map. Hey, look at Darkside looking fucked up. Oh, hey, we've all been there. That's why, oh, yeah. it's, that's why it's funny, because we can relate. Right. Like, I've seen that face, and it's been on me for a long time. Sure. I mean, there's, there's no doubt about it. I mean, it motivated me, right? I'm, I'm in shape now. Right, exactly. Are you in shape? Well, I'm in a lot better shape than I was. Right. Okay, because I didn't I know. Mean, like, can you do bust-out 20s without getting when tired? When I've been riding in Texas on a vet-style prep track, not yep. rutted, not like when I was up there at game moto with you. So, did you retire at game? I got more tired there because it was much more technical. But when I ride on these vet-friendly prep tracks, I'm doing four and five, 20 to 30-minute motos with about 30 minutes between. And I'm fine, and it's hot, and it's humid. But again, if I go ride a rutted track, like I also went to Texas Tornado with Van Martin, I did 20s out there, right? but it was tough. But I can do them. Okay. What have you done to your bike? So, you've had it 30 what? 30-something hours? About 35 hours on it. 
Okay, give me the breakdown of what you've done to it. So Racetech did the spring conversion mm-hmm. with gold valves, and then Scar sent me some foot pegs, and honestly, that's about it. I changed bars. I was running the Pro Taper Fusion SX Bend bars just because I like them. Other than that, though, nothing. It's pretty much stock. I, I'm not one of those guys that feels like I need to go hop my bikes up because I can't ride them to the potential stock anyway. Right. So I did the suspension, and if I'm being honest, the I really like the Air Fork. You did the OEM. I the first day I rode that bike. It's a vital bike. It's one of our test bikes. I called him and I said, "I don't think you're going to get this back unless you come get it." Okay. I absolutely fell in love with it. I, I better was, than your YZ250 that we bought. You. Oh yeah, really? Yeah, I don't ride that bike well. I'm not very good on the two stroke okay. because I'm again I'm not that talented. I'm just an average vet rider, so I don't have to. Still have the four stroke point and shoot if that's what you want to do. It, the the power would get you out of trouble. You don't have to have the best technique, but it's a lot of fun to ride. It has all the power I need, and I felt like I could put that bike anywhere I wanted, and it would track. It would stay there. It would do. I, I remember riding and thinking, I wonder if this is what Eli Tomac feels like. Right. Like I, whatever I wanted the bike to do, it did, and I just I fell in love with that thing. Going back to what you said about the Air Fork, do you prefer you have the Race Tech single sided conversion? Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing against Race Tech. I mean, if if you like the Air Fork more, it's whatever. But I just like transparency. For me. I don't like the air fork because it changes over the course of the day. It has gotten a lot better for comfort. Back in the day, I'm going to say back in the day, like three, four years ago, the fork had so much crusty feel. It was so stiff. It was so rigid. It was it deflected off of things. And then it would be mushy on the end. It would be hard to set up. That has gotten better, but the change over the course of the day hasn't gotten any better. So I just prefer old school spring I know what it's going to do. Comfort is still good. Damping all the way through the stroke is nice. But from the single-sided conversion versus the stock AER. I actually prefer the stock Air. Why? But I'm also not as in tune with the bike as you are. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. Most of my listeners here aren't like me, right? So when I went to the spring conversion... I started noticing a lot more head shake on D-cell going into, uh, especially when the tracks were disc really deep as they get where I'm at. I just got a ton of head shake and it kind of freaked me out a few times. I did send it back and they, they stiffened everything up. They kind of, they, they went to a, they, I had told them I'm basically a novice rider. So they wanted to upgrade it because they felt like maybe I was more of an intermediate rider and it was better. It's more comparable to the air fork now, Okay, but I still just felt like the, the air fork for me, was more consistent. Okay. I felt it was. Okay. So here's my spiel about single-sided conversions. Not all of them. Most of them that I have tried don't have the dampening quality of a dual coil spring conversion. Okay. So much like the Showa SFF, you know, the the TAC fork back in the day, uh, that was a nightmare. Uh, The the dual function uh, KX250 fork that they have back in the day was a nightmare. Just never could set it up right. And yes, I did feel the bike pull from side to side because of the single-sided spring, which is really awkward for me. It wasn't that drastic, but it was just when you loaded the fork and then when it released, I had the sensation of it pulling to the side of the spring. I kind of get that on some, not all. I've tried um, an Olin's single-sided, which didn't do it as much, had very good dampening, but like... On the race tech side, I felt that a little bit. And I would agree, there is some positives to the air fork compared to a single-sided spring fork. So 
for you guys out there, if you are going to go to a spring conversion, I understand that it's it's fifteen hundred bucks at least to go to that direction. I know the sixty five hundred WP drop in is a little bit less than that, and actually for just dropping in some springs and some valving, that is pretty damn good for just an average consumer setting without getting a revalve. It was just said, hey, I'm going to go buy the WP6500. I'm going to just drop it in my bike. I don't want REP to valve it. I'm just going to do it. It's pretty good. I've ran with that. It's pretty nice. So I think maybe if you do go that direction on your new 350 because you're here to pick up another one. Right. Um. That could be an option. That's what you need to tell Michael. Well, we actually checkers at Race Tech and uh, PDR Suspension, who does my stuff up in Minneapolis. That's that's what they suggested. They want to try that. So I, I want to ride it in its stock form. So you're going to go to 6500. Yeah, that's well, that's valving. the plan. We we yes, that's what we've talked about. I I haven't actually locked it in, but they said yes, that's what we're going to do. That's that's a better route. Yeah, I think. Okay. Um, getting that in there. Sure, you can go to a KYB conversion. It's great. I don't think it's that much better than the 6500 kit, if you guys are wondering, just because the 6500 kit uses, almost mimics the same mid-valve as the KYB conversion. So you're getting that type of feel. Um, I think you'll have a different point of view once you go to a 6500 versus your air fork. Mm -hmm. A little bit different than what you have now because you still like the air fork. Um, Just... A word to the wise for you, and I think I've told you this before, it's going to take you eight hours or so to break this thing in. Like, it's going to feel stiff. It's going to feel crusty. I'm on three and a half hours on mine, and it still feels stiff. The engine will get better after eight hours, so it'll feel tight. You'll have a lot of engine braking. You'll feel like your front end's getting sucked down on D-cell. That will get better over time. For whatever reason, the Austrian brand engines and WP suspension takes a long time to seat and break in. Unlike Showa, KYB, Japanese engines where two, three hours, you it feels like you're ready to go. Right. Um, so for you guys out there purchasing an Austrian brand, just know it takes a little bit of while. Have some patience. I get emails from you guys freaking out on hour <laughs> three. Now, you guys got to fucking calm down a little bit. Like I've told you this before, eight hours is the mark. So relax. Um, all right. So for me, you guys are asking what gearing am I running on my 350s I'm actually running stock if I do I do the Jody I do go up one tooth just so I can get in the third gear a little bit more are you second gear guy on starts no just in oh, general, in general. The track uh second or third typically can you run third gear in corners on some corners yes oh really yes on some corners yeah I'll be done so your speed must be insane well, the track, you, get, you got to realize how smooth some of these tracks are. Right. You know, some of these tracks, I'm just standing up through corners. Like in game, there's no way in third gear. No, I was in second most of the time. Of that. If I was in third, it was... Right. Yeah. Um, no pipe for you? Mm-mm, stock. Yeah, I, was, I never asked for one. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm going to break down the engine. Engine has a lot of low-end response. Very good. It does, when new, run a little bit dirty. It'll feel like rich down low. And then it'll have D-cell popping. If you're going down a straightaway and you're letting off the throttle, it'll go pop, 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 pop. It'll be a little bit lean in that situation. Does yours do that? I never noticed it, but it had about six hours on it when I got it. Okay. So maybe it already worked through some of that? So I've noticed on my 24 KTM 350, it's 90 degrees here in Southern California. It is a little bit rich if I'm lugging it down low in second gear. 
and then if I'm wide open, third gear litting off, coming into a corner, it will have a little bit of decel pop, but that will get better over time. I'm not saying it's going to be completely gone, but we're kind of screwed in that situation now because KTM has locked ECU boxes. Three years ago, they had open-ended ECU boxes where Jamie or Chad can go in there and change the mapping. Sure, there is some jailbreak software that can do that, but if you guys are going to do that and pay $300 to get your ECU remapped, you might as well just go to a Vortex because that will completely change the face of what you feel this bike is. Fuel, a Vortex, and a muffler will blow your mind. If you're able to do this, do this. It'll blow your mind on what this bike can do. It's, I would say, like I said, it's faster than a 450 down low, and it almost could pull just as hard on top with all of these mods. Wow. It's yeah. insane. I didn't ask for and, stuff. And it feels light. That's one of the things. Yeah, it does feel really light. So if, you're on, if you look on paper, the 350 is 1.6 pounds less than a KTM 450, if you're comparing KTMs. And I think it's a little, maybe the same amount... Eh, a little bit heavier than the 250, but 450 to 350, it feels like 10 pounds lighter than a 450 just because of the crank mass and the inertia. So you're going to have to learn to downshift a second if you're coming off of a 450. So it's not a huge deal, but I'm more of a lazy type of rider as well. So I like third gear a lot on my 450s. I have to retrain my brain a little bit to say, okay, well, I do have to downshift a second, but that isn't a bad thing because... You can stretch that second gear out longer when you're exiting corners more than a 450 because the 450 will rev out and you have to shift the third sooner than a 350. You can actually be lazy in your own right on a 350 because you can use second gear longer. Yeah, I rev mine out quite a bit because, like, ML was telling me, I got to ride it like a 250, you know, rev it out. Yep. So I've been trying to get better at that. And that is right. You do got to ride it more like a 250, but it'll it'll last longer through the straights than a 250 so it'll pull longer than a 250 and if you want to shift to third gear a little bit sooner the 350 does that better than a 250 so i just think it's the blend of both worlds coming together if you're lazy of a rider on a 450 but yet you're hyperactive you like to rev it'll meet you in the middle it's kind of that area i'm actually excited to ride this bike I haven't been really excited about riding any other bike besides my Yamahas when it comes to racing, but after Loretta's, I'm excited about riding this bike because I'm going to do some mods to it. I'm going to build it up a little bit. I got Mark building me some suspension, and I feel like I almost can ride it faster than my 450 at certain tracks around here. I I can see that, yeah. I mean, people don't always think, well, less power, you're going to go slower, but no. I mean, it's it's lighter, you're more comfortable, it's smoother. Right. It, it doesn't, again, for a vet guy especially, it doesn't feel like it's going to, it doesn't wear you out because no. it, it's, you're not fighting to hang on to it. No. And it, you bigger guys that email me, um, Kiefer, I'm 230, I'm looking to lose some weight. Is 350 enough? Yes, it is enough for you. Yeah, sure, you're going to have to get suspension, right? If you're 230 pounds and you're getting on a 450, you're still going to have to do that anyway. So regardless of suspension, you're going to have to dump some money into some springs, uh, maybe some valving. If you're that heavy anyway. And if you're going to lose some weight, you're like, hey, I want to get down to 210. A lot of you guys tell me that. You're still going to need springs and valving. So get a a bike that's safe. We talk about how fast it is. We talk about how fun it is. But there's also that other aspect of 
it's not going to get you in trouble as much as a 450 can. And the 450 can get away from you at times when you least expect it because it has that sheer torque number that <laughs> is not ready. You're not ready for that torque when you're about 20 minutes in your moto. Or if you're battling with your buddies and you guys are just going lap after lap and you don't want to get off the track because you're having a good time, that's when bad shit happens because the 450 can get away from you. Yeah, you hit a little braking bump and get a little whiskey and you can't hang on to it. The 350 doesn't do that. And it's not so much, I guess it's, it is some of that torque, but it's because it's heavy. Mm-hmm. It feels heavy compared to a 350. And it, it, the 350 just doesn't feel as heavy, which in return can make the bike straighten out quicker. Once you lose it a little bit side to side on a 450, it's hard to bring back. One, because it's heavy, and you got a lot of, of meat underneath your legs, right? Right. You like that, right? <laughs> you like that. I've, I've lived my whole life that way. <laughs> Must be nice, man. We do get a measurement someday, don't we? Uh, a measurement uh, you, from dark side and short. Uh, you're a you're short. always asking to see my wiener. Yeah. You want to see me in short shorts. I mean, I don't, really, I don't always ask you, but I'm uh, just saying. Send me a picture. You, you'll text me from no, across the country. It's more of a, like a, of a shock value to see what you say. Do oh. I really want a, a wiener pick? No. <laughs> okay. But I mean, it, I mean, it's good to know. It's good for a shock value. Oh, sure, it definitely can be shocking. I'm sure KTM will approve of this message during their <laughs> podcast. It's great, <laughs> right? Hey, Darkside was getting a 350. Now it's <laughs> it's gone. Don't post this until after I get the bike. <laughs> uh, suspension wise, again, no hay comms on the AER fork. It's it's gotten a lot better. Uh, the rear shock is a little bit undersprung if you're heavy. Even for me, I'm 175 pounds. End stroke is kind of empty feeling. Doesn't have a lot of dampening. Uh, I would like the rear of the bike to hold up more. I feel like it's ass in low. Uh, There are linkages out there that help this situation that make the bike better on acceleration traction. Chassis, for me, easy to corner. Has a good amount of front wheel traction. I'm a front end steering guy. Have you established what you are yet? I would say front-end steering. You're not a rear steering? I don't think so, no. Okay, you're not RV back in the No, sliding around, no. (laughs) Okay. No. Uh, Most vet guys are front-end positive steering riders because you need that feeling, you know, when you go to lean into a corner, I like to have a lot of tire contact patch. Even with the air fork, it does have quite a bit of that. I would say even more so than a YZ450. The YZ450 front-end does feel a little bit light at times when you're entering corners. This KTM 350 doesn't. Uh, but I do want to improve the balance of the motorcycle on acceleration. It just always feels low. So there are linkages like the Ride Engineering link, Pro Circuit has a link, and then Mark REP has a link. Those three people would, is what I would recommend for going that direction. Uh, the Pro Circuit and Adrian's Ride Engineering link are fairly close to the same as far as knuckle, uh, rod length. Um, so one is out of stock, go to the other. But I know Mark and REP has a whole different spec. So I haven't tried theirs yet on this bike. I'm going to put that on the 350 I have now. So I'm going to get you guys some information on that. But those are the options if you do feel ass and low. If you don't, you can tell me fuck off. Do your own thing. I don't care. It's fine. I'm just giving you guys suggestions if you do feel this. Uh, Rigidity feeling. Yes, the chassis is stiffer nature. I would I would venture to say almost as much as a Honda CRF 450 frame. It does vibrate a lot. Do you notice vibration? Yeah, I get some vibration. Uh, if you're a sole owner of a KTM, 
I feel like you're not going to notice it as much. But if you hop back and forth between other bikes like I do, I notice it a lot. And maybe you don't notice it as much because that's all you ride. Yeah, that's, that's the only bike pretty much. Uh, well, other than the YZ250. Yeah, how's the vibration between those? Not that much different. I right. Think, yeah, not much different. And the 250 two-stroke vibrates. Yeah, yeah. I would say I feel it more on the two-stroke, yep. but not significantly. Darkseid could help his cause by going to a cross-barless bar. Uh, that helps with vibration. Well, I was running the Fusion unlocked. It doesn't matter. Okay. but okay. I mean, I'm a pro taper guy. Yeah. I love pro taper, but it's, it's gimmicky. Okay. So you're the one that suggested it to me a few years ago. I'm just saying visually, if you're a, if yeah. you are, let me take this back. Cause the, then the, the Husky bar, OEM bar, I think was crossbar. It is crossbarless. I'm almost sure. No, no, it's crossbarless. It's Husqvarna has a pro taper bar. Yeah. KTM does not. It's a okay. neck in bar. Okay. But they're all cross barless. Yeah. Now, if you're coming from a twin wall to a pro taper fusion, that's a huge difference. Twin walls are stiff. Pro taper fusion. If you're a crossbar guy, that's what I would go to. Most of you go to a crossbar because you visually need one. Not because, like, oh, it's better. Just visually, you're old school. You might want to see a crossbar in front of you. Like, I came from that era, but I've grown to like the feel of no crossbar. So that's where I'm at. So you guys want a little bit less vibration. Pro Taper Evo, Husqvarna stock, is the bend. I cut those down to 803 because they come at 811. I don't care if you're 6'1". 803. Don't say, oh, I'm tall. I got long arms. I don't give a shit. 811 is too long. It'll hurt your corners. 803 is the good mix. Like, it's wide enough for you to lean, but yet not so wide where it puts your posture on your riding technique in a shitty situation. I'm not going to go all rhino on you and tell you about your posture, dark side, but it does <laughs> help you. Yeah, I need help in there, that department. Uh, I do too. Everyone does. It's, it's tough. Apparently, I... I uh... What do you do? No, go nose high a lot on my jumps. I've oh, been, you got boner airs? Yeah, boner airs. I've been told lately that I've been doing a lot of boner airs. I'm like, oh, I, I don't know. That's a common thing. Boner airs are common with yeah. novice intermediate riders, right. vet guys, because you're scared to lean over the front when you go off a jump. I, I Just the natural way I jump, I guess. I, I need to start working on that. Not to get in all of a, like yeah. a, a tech you know, tip for you on the show, but like if you guys are boner airing or you look like a swordfish come out of a fucking ocean, <laughs> like... You know, dark side does at times. <laughs> well, yeah, Fun. you were behind me the one time when I jumped yeah. the triple. And yeah, at at game. Yeah, gotta you, be careful how I say that because I said it fast and I thought everybody thought it's like game moto. Oh, game moto. Yeah, <laughs> game game. Uh, the reason why you boner aired, you come off that table. I'm I'm talking about game that triple. You nose in high, then you miss the corner. <laughs> right, you just go straight. Yeah, I was tired. Right, so you guys got to find a jump that's comfortable for you practice leaning towards the front of the bike and you won't need to tap your rear brake because all of your weight is towards the front and you're not going to endo as long as you're throttling off of the lip but you got to find a safe jump to do that if it's a small tabletop if it's a double whatever get that feeling and then that feeling will cross over to other jumps when you're riding dirt bikes i'm all about safety when it comes to things when i taught aiden i go I told him no so many times because he wanted to do stuff, and I'm like, "Don't do that. We're gonna uh, we're gonna practice that over here." Yeah. So you know the consequence ain't as much. I remember you talking about that on early podcasts with Aiden. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you vet guys the same way. It's like having newborns. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the same way. Trust me. And I'm guilty of it as well. Like sometimes, like Darks, I said, I'll get tired, and I won't lean far enough ahead uh, over the bar, or 
I'll just be lazy and sit down. That's a surefire way to see if a guy is tired, if you're riding behind him and you're racing. If you see a guy sitting down off of lips, that's your time to attack because he's tired. You watch races. Look how Jet stands up a lot. He's in shape. And then you look at other guys in the back of the pack. They're sitting down off of jumps a lot. You talk about uh, Villeman used to get on A-Ray's ass because he would seat bounce triples out of corners and not try to stand up. But it's fucking hard to do, and it takes a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. It's commercial time. We'll be right back. I know you love the soothing sound of Dark Side, but we'll be right back shortly. Stay tuned. Save yourself some money. Listen. ScreenPrintingDone.com. My dream is the world's most powerful t-shirt. Do you want to look good, but you ain't got the money? Trying to get some t-shirts made? Yeah, Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com. This is a t-shirt. You can get anything you want on that t-shirt. I'm about to show you guys how y'all can look fly. Your business name. That's my business. Your kid's name. Oh, Billy. Your favorite phrase, like, let's go, buddy, or free jailbirds. I agree. Anything at all. ScreenPrintingDone.com. T-shirt printing business. Mention Kiefer on your next order and get 10 free T-shirts. That's what I'm talking about! ScreenPrintingDone.com. I know it's tough sometimes, guys. What engine oil should I run? What weight? Synthetic or non-synthetic? It's tough. But you guys, I've been running blood lubricants for about two and a half years now. I've had great results. If you guys are looking for some great oil, the Barracuda Blood Series 1040 is what we run in all of our test bikes here. Um, It's specifically formulated for the most brutal racing conditions on Earth. Look, heat, high humidity, silt, mud, whatever you got, this Barracuda Blood 1040 can handle it. 1040 is a great weight for most motocross and off-road machines, even though maybe your uh, owner's manual says run 530 or 1050. To me, 1040 is a great weight. Check it out. Barracuda Blood Series. Um, it's been through Baja 1000, the 500, Mint 400, Vegas, Torino, all of our test bikes here. 100% synthetic oil. It's great stuff. Uh, you put it in, and I run about two and a half engine hours. I take it out, and man, it still comes out pretty damn clean. So, you can use the code Kiefer at checkout over at bloodlubricants.com. Save yourself 25% off a case of oil. They have all different kinds of stuff. They have suspension oils. They've got sprays, chain lubes, whatever it is for oil-related stuff for your off-road motorcycle. Check out bloodracing.com. Ride-engineering.com. You guys want to get some clamps, some bar mounts, some chain blocks, uh, brake calipers. Adrian over there at Ride Engineering has a lot of quality parts. And if you use the code KT20, that'll save you 20% off what he offers over there. So that's ride-engineering.com. And he is not only the guy who tests the parts. I mean, I help him as well. But he also has an engineering degree. Holy crap. So go check them out, ride-engineering.com. Use the code KT20 to save some money. You guys out there tweaking on handlebars and grips? Trust me, I do it almost daily. If you're looking for a strong bar but yet has a lot of flex, look no further than the Pro Taper Evo bar. It is my favorite bar out there on the market right now. Why? They have great bends. The bar flexes. I don't get vibration from the bar. I'm getting older. I want some flex in my bar. But yet, I want it to be strong. And Pro Taper has the strongest and the lightest bar out there that actually flexes. 
So go check them out, protaper.com. I'm currently using uh, SX Race Band on my Yamahas. There is a brand new band that's just coming out right now. You guys should see that. It is called Race Team Bend, and that is what we use over on Aiden's KTM and my KTM here uh, in the shop. So protaper.com, they have race cut grips, they have sprockets, they have chains, all different kinds of things. Go check them out, protaper.com. You guys want to go check out the new 2023 Yamaha YZs? Thinking about buying one? Or maybe a two-stroke? The new YZ 450F is narrower, more compact, and lighter. It's built to do one thing, go faster. Don't worry, the old tried-and-true 2023 YZ250F, no changes for 2023, but still the great same shootout-winning 250F. And it's all over at Power Motorsports. Go check them out. Get your new Yamaha from the number one Yamaha dealership in the USA. The pros at Power Motorsports in Sublimity, Oregon. Let them know you heard it here. That's right. The one and only Kiefer Tested Podcast. Call or text 503-769-8888 and ask for the power price. I don't even care where you're at in the USA. Maine, California, Florida, Washington. Just go visit them, powermotorsports.com, or hit me up, chris at kieferinktesting.com, and I'll get you in touch with the guys over there at Power and let you go rip around on your new scooter. So fun. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, riding jacket, or long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It is illegal and stupid. Yeah, you guys know that time punishes you if you're not on top of your game. Look, I'm a competitive guy at 45. My kid is 15, and he is right on me every time we go out to the track. But you know what? You know what takes the guesswork out of who's the king for the day, who gets to talk trash on the way home? That's right. You can measure your lap times, you can reach your full potential, and of course, you'll never guess where you're gaining or losing time. Go to litprolive.com. You can email me, chris at kieferinktesting.com for a discount code on one of their GPS receivers. Getting started is super easy with LitPro. Pick a GPS receiver, download the app, and add a subscription, and then you're on your way to improve your lap times, get a better result as your, you know, than your buddy. That's right, because there's nothing better than bragging rights when you're on your way home. You throw your guy a text, who got the best of you, baby? That's right, I did. And you want to know how to do it? Lip Pro. Aiden and I have been on this for about a year now. Super easy to use. Look, I am not a tech-savvy guy, and Lip Pro is super easy for me and Aiden to navigate. And uh, I think it would be a great benefit to you guys out there. So hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com. Go to Lip Pro Live. You guys want to see anything related to how to keep time, how to improve your lap times, what section you want to improve on, all those things and more over on LipProLive.com. You like to go ride? Are you over the age of 30 like myself? Well, guess what? There's an association where you can go racing and you have a great time. Five motos over the complete weekend. You can go to oldtimersmx.com, but they're going to change their name to International Vet Motocross Series. You can check them out here very soon. But several races over several months all over the western United States. It's going to be a fun time, 
And let me tell you guys, I just went racing last week, and it is a great time. If you haven't been out racing in quite some time and you're an older gentleman or a lady, they have plenty of classes for you. There's people out there that enjoy riding and racing dirt bikes just like yourself. But, hey, you got to go do it. you got to go check them out. Right now, go to oldtimersmx.com. But, again, we're going to change our name up to IVMX, International Vet Motocross Association. So go look for them. And if you have any questions about the series, hit me up, Chris, at keyforinktesting.com, and we'll get you out there and have some fun get some gate drops. We are back with the Church of 350. Here we go. Amen. So anyway, uh, rigidity on. You can do some things about rigidity. Again, pro taper bar. You can get away from the lock on grips. You can go to a glue on grip. You've done that. Dark side's throttle was fucking atrocious when I saw him <laughs> at game. It was hard as shit. Uh, throttle cables last about 20 hours on these KTM's. KTM is a very good, reliable, uh, durable machine. But for whatever reason. I don't know if it's the Teflon inside of the throttle cables or whatever, but they get really notchy. Uh, they get hard. Even when you lube them, nowadays with the new Teflon and the cables that these, these manufacturers are using, the, the lube actually eats away at the cable. Hmm. So it might be better right after you do it, but then an hour or two later it gets worse. So it's just time to buy new throttle cables. Yeah, I didn't realize. They didn't feel bad to me. I guess I just got used to them. But you were giving me crap because the one was tight, and I guess that's because I went away from the lock-on grips, went to an aftermarket throttle tube, right? and you said that way those mount, it makes the bars a little bit wider, so it was making that throttle, one side of the throttle cable tight. Right, and when you put your throttle housing onto your bar, make sure you don't smash it against the tube. You want to leave just a small, like a, a dime worth of play between the tube and the bar itself. That way... It has some free feel to it. If it's smashed against the bar, it'll get tight. Didn't know that either. Um, and then also where you want to place your throttle housing is straight up and down. You don't. I see a lot of guys with the throttle housings far forward where you can't adjust your front brake or the throttle housing really far back, which can hurt your throttle to 6 o'clock. Mm. So it could be almost 7 o'clock to where you got to twist your wrist, almost double grip that thing. So you want that housing straight in the middle. So it's just a proper way to do it but the throttle cables 20 to 25 hours wouldn't hurt to get you guys a set it's kind of a pain in the ass to freaking change um, but nonetheless to keep your throttle happy your forearm pump from gaining traction at lap three keep that down get a better throttle pull and that will help you there is some shimming ideas on my website for engine mounts to keep the rigidity down i don't care what the guy says from oh, the fuck that is that clamp guys Club MX clamps. What's what are those things? Is, are they running Luxon? Luxon, yeah. The Luxon guy freaks out on me. Yeah, uh, that's one of my title spon- my sponsors. So from the show, so I'm gonna. Go ahead. You go ahead. What's the guy's name? I forget. Oh, that's great. Good. You just fucked him already. So, uh, the guy. It, I've been with engineers a long time. This guy freaks out on me because I said I feel some spacers on the Yamaha thing. If you guys read that, there's a little spacer. Uh, bottom clamp 5mm spacer uh, mod that I do to the Yamaha. Uh, he says shimming the engine mounts won't do anything. I understand the engineer's point of view. I understand what they're doing. I get it. They need to um, have this proof of life in front of them, that which is the paper, which is the dyno results. But there is another part of the life that talks about 
writer feel. And sure, sometimes we are placebo effect. I get that part of it too. He's like, oh, I've faked it and I pretend to change something. The writer said it was way better. I played the game, dude. I've been a part of it. I understand it. If I don't feel it, I'll tell you I don't know. I'll tell you that I don't feel it. But if there's things that I feel, I'm going to let you know. And if the only part that I'm changing is this, then it's going to be because of that part that I've changed. If I'm riding the same part of the track that I – I mean, I've been around a long time. This guy is – and I'm sure he has a great product. No hate comes on his product. I'm going to try some of his clamps on the Yamaha, and I'll give him an honest, fair review. But you can't attack uh, test riders that actually feel something because feeling is – the only thing that matters in the world of dirt bikes. You can build a part and tell me what it says on your paper, but if I don't feel it, how are you going to sell it? Right. Guy's name is Billy White. Billy. And I'm sure he's a smart guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Engineer. Yeah, that's, right. I and mean, I, that's their big claim. You know, I mean, that's one of their legit uh, college engineers. You know, but that doesn't always, even, even when I you're can, building. I can name five clamp companies that have college engineers yeah. that are developing the clamp. Right. I'm just saying. It doesn't look good for your company when you attack people. Mm. Like, oh, you're right. I haven't seen that, but you're right. You know, like, dude, have a conversation with me. Like, hey, man, I kind of don't agree with what you're saying. What are you feeling again? Like, let's talk about it. I have no problem with it. We sure. can disagree, but, dude, I've noted. Well, I, I don't want to get off subject. So, no, we already are off subject now. I'm already ramped up. <laughs> Just working in mechanical stuff like construction in the past, engineers have numbers that they think work, and sometimes it doesn't Correct. work in the field. It sometimes does. Yeah. Sometimes doesn't. It's Same not... thing with OEM manufacturers. The, you know, you know, they build a bike a certain way, and it doesn't necessarily perform the way they think it's going to. When I worked at Yamaha, I dealt with engineers, and we would go round and round. I'm like, look, man, I understand what your dyno results say on your pipe that you built. It's not what I'm feeling. So take it or leave it. I don't know what you need. If all you want to do is dyno results and what your CAD system says, then sell those and, and have fun. No problem. But, I mean, I've heard from other people, the guy's a smart guy. Uh, he built some good stuff. Like when his shit was, people were snapping Lux on clamps. You know, he said it was the bolt. I wasn't attacking the company. I was like, yeah, shit happens. I was yeah. actually, I had the guy's back. So I don't know, man. What I am telling you guys, though, the whole point of this is there is a shimming mod that actually works the factory ktm red bull team does this if you guys go on vital pit bits which i like you'll see michael has some pictures up that the ktm team does shim between the mount and the frame because mm -hmm. it actually floats a little bit and it works take some of the rigidity out so that is the point there are engine mounts out there that'll help you there's some shimming if you can't afford engine mounts you can shim um, use some suspension shims on your your top engine mounts. There are torque specs. He doesn't agree with those either, by the way. <laughs> uh, torque specs on my site. That will help you as well. I've noticed it. I'm not sitting here trying to sell you torque specs. I have nothing to sell. Just trying to tell you what I feel. So if you guys want to try those, do that. He also doesn't believe in the axle block system where uh, the stock KTM axle blocks are fixed to one side there are floating axle blocks out there from works connection ride engineering that do help the float on acceleration yes that will help will you be able to feel it that's up to you how sensitive you are i do feel it i feel like there is more rear traction i feel like there's more compliance is it worth the money for you that's up to you guys i'm just giving you the feedback okay i'm not trying to sell you guys shit i'm just telling you what works
And I think that's what gets lost in translation here. Sometimes, yeah. I think some people listen to your pod for that. They want that information and to understand it. And some just think, oh, Kiefer says this works. I need it. Right. And that's what people say. Oh, that's an advertiser. Yeah. Look, I'm pretty transparent with all my advertisers. The only reason I could be a lot, I could have a lot more money. You know that? Oh, yeah. I, you've told me about people who have reached out to you and you're like, I can't. I could have a lot yeah. more money if I was the type of guy to be like, yep. You want to advertise? No problem. And their shit sucks. Right. The reason why these people are on my show is because I actually would use those people if they weren't even on the show. So, sure. My business plan is probably not great, but at least I have some <laughs> credibility out there, unlike what some people think. I think that's important in your position, doing Correct. what you do. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was with Dirt Rider. Advertising was important. Vital's the same way. You guys yeah. have to have that to live. Sure. I understand it. Um. But I'll be honest, Michael tells me when I test something, if I don't like it, even if it's an advertiser, to say I don't like it. So that's good. That's good. Yeah. You should be like that. Yeah. And there's a way to go about it. Yeah, you don't have to say it's shit. Correct. Just say, well, this didn't feel right, or this is what I felt. Yeah. Right. Um, wheels are a problem. You got different wheels on yours, right? I had W wheels. Yep. Uh, the spokes are a problem on KTMs, especially this 350. Um, obviously, they're going to seat break in. You're going to be loose, so make sure you check those when you guys break in your bike. But regardless, over time, no matter seated or not, uh, spokes near the rim lock will be smoked. Uh, you'll come back to the truck. You might be missing one. Um, the spokes are just shitty on the KTM. So go into a heavy-duty spoke. Buchanan spokes are good. You can go to W and uh, get a whole new set of spokes. You want them to lace it up. I just had them lace up a stock hub with uh, better spokes and a stock rim for Aiden for Loretta's. So I'm not a huge proponent for aftermarket hubs. I feel like the hub of the KTM is pretty strong. The spokes just suck. There are other companies that have shitty hubs if you guys want to go to a hub. I just don't want to add more rigidity to this bike. So the stock hub is what I'm going with with better spokes, and the rim is fine. So that's, that's where I'm at. Uh, past that, man, I would just ride the shit out of this thing and have a good time. Do check your inline fuel filter. Have you ever done that? I have not. Uh, no, I have not. So there's a little tiny filter within your gas line Mm -hmm. of the KTM that does get clogged up from time to time, just from shitty gas. If you're using super unleaded. I'm using non-ethanol. 91. Yeah. You know, I don't know what your gas is like back in Texas. Our shit. So I use just like. Uh, ETS or VP, just because it's consistent. But that not everyone, I got not everybody can afford that shit. Yeah. Uh, but we have been using ETS MX18 on the regular here. That's been really good. It's an expensive fuel, but it's actually really clean. Helps power. So adding good fuel to your 350 does help. It'll help some of that rich feel down low. Won't help so much on the diesel popping, but it will help on that rich feeling down low. So. Not a lot of new information for you guys out there on this bike. There will be some more new information when I build this thing. We'll get you some feedback. But if you want to talk to me about some settings, I'm about 10.8 bar on the fork. Um, I turn the compression down when I go up on the air. For me, more air, less comp is better feeling for Southern California tracks. Um, 175 pounds, like I said, 104 millimeters of sag. If you guys do feel ass and low, go to about 102. I wouldn't go more than that. I've tried up to 99 and didn't like it. Um, Too much front-end pitch. So that's basically where I'm at. You can go to my website. There is a baseline setting for the the 23-350, which is the same for the 24. Um, That's about it, Dark. 
Yeah. Anything um, else you want to add? No, just kind of reiterating what I said. If you're a weekend warrior, vet rider, and you know you feel like the 450 wears you out, and it's a little scary, and the 250 is a lot of work, uh, you'd be very happy with the 350. It's a very comfortable, fun bike. Feel safe, and you, you kind of feel like a hero. Let's uh let's talk about Vital for a second before we get off here. Sure. Why can't Michael send you with a 450? I don't know that he couldn't. I why asked- we do that? Once well, so you have, I think it would be good for you guys to have a 450 and a 350 to take home with you, and then you could actually compare to a lot of these people that, hey, do I need a 450? Right. Because there's not a lot of people that say, hey, man, what should I go, a 250 or a 350? It's usually 350 or 450. Yeah, I don't, ha- I don't know a lot of guys my age, my ability that were considering 250s. Correct. I feel like a 350 is a vet bike. Yes. There's no young kids going, man, I'm going to no. get a 350. You but know? then most of the vets want a 450 because, well, it's going to be big and bad. Dick measure. Yeah, right. yeah. It's, you know, i got to have the 450. I'm like, dude, come on. i got to get the pipe and the engine modded. Why, dude? You're a novice like me. What? Right. <laughs> come on. Yeah. So maybe we could talk to Michael about getting you a 450. Yeah, I'm down. I, I really would like to have one. But uh, I just didn't know if it was on the table. Because it'd be really good. It'd be really good feedback, and it'd be good for you to know, like, oh, maybe I do like a 450 more. Or maybe sure. this isn't the right thing for me because you got good ruts, technical things that I feel like it would be a good test for for that. Well, and as I get, as I've been riding more, because I'm riding two and three times a week, and I'm seeing my ability get better and noticing difference at the gains. Um, I've thought about like I'd like to try a 450 because I think. Did you ride Bradshaws? <laughs> I did, but not no, not to say that you crashed it, but like, didn't you ride? Yes, it? yes. And I, how long did you ride before you crashed it? Uh, I rode about an hour the day before, oh, okay. and in so like you... forty five minutes before I actually crashed. So what yeah. was that like? Oh, it was awesome. I loved it. I okay. was, I love that Yamaha. I haven't got to ride the new. That was a twenty one, twenty, twenty. Yep, brand okay. new, brand new. Yeah, <laughs> brand new. But so the twenty to the twenty two hasn't changed much, right? But you did didn't mind it. And no, I, were, I loved it. You were out of shape. I was definitely out of shape. That was when I was still having some nerve issues, and I was—I hadn't rode in like six months, and the, the nerve issue happened to go away a week before that event, and I just rode as much as I could and got really, really tired, and I, that's really what did me in. Okay. But, um, yeah, I would love to have a 450. Uh, I'm trying to get my 06 back together because I want to ride that bike, but, um, you know, I rode yours in the desert the day I got oh, that, almost died, and I Instagram thought your day? bike felt great. Yeah. Yeah, I loved your bike. That was a 22. Yes. Yep. So yeah, maybe we uh, maybe this year we get a. I'm not in charge of Vital. No, you're not. <laughs> no, do you, do you need a job? Uh, right, I'm not in charge of Vital, but I feel like this could get back to Michael at some point because there's quite a people that listen to the show. Yeah, uh, Michael, uh, or someone listening that knows Michael, text Michael <laughs> and say, "Give Dark a 450." Doesn't matter, whatever. Sure. Let's really compare. Let's diagnose. You guys saying Keith, you don't do enough East Coast shit. Okay, it's not East Coast. Before you guys go all geography again on me, I understand it. But it's east from where I live. Yeah. So that means you go east from here, the dirt gets better. It, the dirt is after so New Mexico, much different. After yeah. New Mexico, the dirt gets better. So that's what I'm referring to east, okay? Yeah, yeah. So you people in South Carolina freaking out on me, relax. Yeah. It's east of where I live. And the dirt is better. I feel like text Michael. Michael, get this guy 450 so he can compare I feel like Vital is a testing type of company. Before Vital was ML testing was coming, before the fucking whole Honda team came about, that's shit the bed. So FXR Chaparral Honda. Yeah. So some more tests in Texas would be cool. I'm down. I'm down. I don't want to know about gear. Right. I don't care. I mean, I, some people do. Yeah. But you live in Texas. I want to know about bikes. Okay. 
You live in, if I want to know dirt, good dirt, oh shit, I want to buy this bike. I live in good dirt. Kiefer lives in shit dirt. Where are they going to go? I feel like you're missing, you're missing, missing the, the boat. Yeah. We'll talk to Michael, see what he says. I'm here for two weeks, so we got time to get some. Well, you're kind of screwed because it's 24 season, right? And yeah. All the bikes are going. You have to make our trip. Oh, boy. You got to drive 24 hours again. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I don't want to do that again. That was that sucked last night. It uh, was a long night. Did you call on the show last night? I did. Oh, you did? Yeah, I called because I was driving. I had Mark send me a link so I could listen on my phone since there's no app. There's no app? Well, that um, I I deleted the app and downloaded the beta version of the new app, but then it hasn't updated, so I can't use it. Oh, there's a beta version? Uh, there was. I don't know. If, yeah. He sent me one about... It is time to update the app. Yeah. The app's rough. Yeah. Well, he's working on it, I think. He's busy. He is very busy. But yeah, I listened to for a little bit. I called in for a few minutes. Told him I, I asked him if he was coming to Glen Helen today. Are we live? Because I just got a text from Michael Lindsay. Oh, really? <laughs> well, you get one of those like every hour anyway. <laughs> I'm not going to look at it, but... Yeah. Um, this is actually going on live right now. Cool. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I I'm, I'm hooked to the Pulp MX network. I push live, and here we go. We stream live. We're That's great. It right take, now. Call, take the next caller. <laughs> um, I need to do that. Yeah, I need to do some of that. Some I don't. I don't have the phone system for that or a screener. That's what sucks. You don't know what you're going to get. That's fine. You can That's answer. It could it be. It could be AT and T or somebody trying to sell you a. Uh, I'd put them on the air. <laughs> sell you a warranty. Hey on your man, group. you're welcome to the show. Yeah, would you like to buy a? Yeah, sure, man. Tell me all about it. <laughs> you're on the show. That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, all right, so if you have any questions about the 350 or anything else, chris at keyforinktesting.com. Uh, if you would like Dark to get a 450, where can they reach you? J Guida at Vital MX. J-G- How do you spell Guida? G-U-I-D-A. Or you can just hit me up on Instagram, darksidemx3. You actually answer DMs? Yeah, I, I, I answer them. Well, I can't do it. It's getting to the point where it's tough, but I still try. I, I think most of the people that listen to our show – yeah. Kind of feel like I'm still, you know, I'm one of the regular guys, right? I'm yeah. them. So I do my best to respond to every message I get. So what you're saying, you're not the regular guy anymore. You're too cool. Well, I'm getting busier. I'm not too cool. I am getting Be busier. Be careful what you say. Yeah, I'm definitely not too cool. They will fuck you on that. Well, I'm not. But I, I do my best to respond. And, like, people reached out while I was at uh, Southwick this weekend. Try to come by and say hi. I make an effort. Did you take pictures? I had some pictures taken, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, I had a few people take some pictures. Man, but I do my best to respond. If I don't, it's because I didn't see it. How many darks did you get? I don't remember getting that many this weekend. I get oh. them on Instagram and Twitter Dang. nonstop. Yeah. Got that when I called in last night. <laughs> Thank you, Kiefer. I think that my, when Steve and I were at the pool on Saturday, I think we said about six darks. Really? We just walked by and go, was, Did they come here or did you go somewhere else where there was a pool? We went to Vegas. Oh, you went to Vegas. Nice. Because po- today is Pookie's birthday. Yes. Mandalay Bay yeah. has, a, has a cool pool. Nice. Which, which was topless. Really? Yeah. Well, my voice is broke. <laughs> Puberty. Puberty hit. <laughs> really? Yeah, I've never been to a topless uh, pool, but that was interesting. Oh. All different. It's a mix. Yeah, but it's, good it, with the bad. It was. There was some bad, but there's there's a couple good. Heather, Pookie? No. Yeah, I didn't. No. No. No, I tried. Didn't work. <laughs> I tried. Steve? Me and Steve and I were topless. Nice. Yeah. But it is an interesting thing. So, yeah, there's a lot of decks up there. I get, I get them a lot. I just don't remember getting many this weekend. That doesn't mean it didn't happen, but I definitely get them on social media constantly. Uh, we're going to go ride Glen Helen on the 350 right now. We're going to put Dark to the test. He's got about two hours of sleep. Uh, I had... 
two one-hour moments Sessions. of sleep separate, and then I slept an hour when I got to your house. So I have three hours. Just think how good you're going to sleep tonight. I bet I won't sleep good at all. Honestly, Why? when I travel like this, it just messes me up for days. Yeah, it's two hours. How does it mess you up? No, I mean, just like driving and all that. I, I like When I come out here, I always end up waking up at like 4 a.m., and I'm just a mess. Really? Yeah, but I go on four and five hours sleep. Dude, anyway. honestly, when I travel back east, I sleep better. Really? Yeah. I think I average like five hours of sleep a night anyway, so it's fine. I'm fine. I feel fine right now. I, I go to bed early. I'm like eight o'clock. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't do that. Oh, yeah. I'm like midnight, and I'm up at five. Oh, hell no, dude. I'm out. Just It's just not on purpose. It's just the way it is. You take melatonin? I've tried that. It gives me nightmares. Every time I have creepy <laughs> dreams. Nightmares. Creepy dreams. And so I bought some gummies. What? Weed? Yeah. One time when I was out here. Because I've never been a guy that does any of that stuff. But yeah. I thought, let me try that for sleep. Did it work? <laughs> no. No. I was hiding my keys because I was so messed up. I was like, I don't want to wake up in the middle of the night and take my keys and try to drive somewhere. I re- the, yeah. the only time I've taken a gummy... Because I want to sleep. Yeah. I was sitting in front of my laptop, and I was just looking at my laptop going, what am I doing? Why am I here? I would never do then that. Then I went to brush my teeth to go to bed, and I couldn't figure out why I was in the bathroom. Yes. It scared me. I don't understand. <laughs> Not for Maybe me. Maybe you guys out there listening to this, I know we're off subject, and then we're wrapping <laughs> it up. But, like, why do you want it that? Like, I, I don't want to feel that. No. People it's, say, oh, man, weed it really helps me. And great. No, no hate comms. Like, yeah. I understand it. But, like, I smoked weed twice in my life, way back in the day, like once in high school and once in my early 20s. And I freaked the fuck out. So I'm like, well, this is obviously for me. And then obviously it has to have evolved since then. Right. And there's so many dispensaries around in California. People are like, oh, you should try a gummy. And I'm like, no way. Yeah. I, I was at a bachelor party and this guy took a gummy. And I thought he had cerebral palsy because <laughs> he was so fucked up. <laughs> and I was like, no. Why do I want that? Doesn't sound fun to me. No, it's not. It's not for me. But I mean, I know it helps some people with anxiety. And that's great. Yeah. Good for you. I'm not a really a drinker either. I, I've been literally drunk twice in my whole life. You're drinking more now, though. You're fine. You're, I have you're been, fine, I've been going out with the, the kiddos and shooting pool, and I'll drink a beer, even though it's disgusting, just to have something in your hand, basically. But yeah. I don't like that feeling of like dizziness or lightheadedness or out of control. I don't like that. It's not me. Yeah, man. So I'm out. Maybe you guys can talk to me about that over email. I mean, just, just put weed in the subject line so I know what it is. <laughs> but like, I, I'm out. Like, yeah. I feel like I don't drink. Um, I don't, I don't do anything. I don't have like a, a vice uh, besides dirt bikes. I yeah. feel like maybe that's what my problem is. Right. Right. I don't drink. I don't smoke. You don't drink. You don't add a mat. Remember that? Mm-hmm. I don't do any of that. Mine was junk food, ice cream and sweet tea. And I've cut all that out pretty much. I know. So I feel like I'm missing. I need to have something. You do. No, Coke. <laughs> like lines of Coke. Yeah. Just like Coke. Be like one of those Coke guys. Do like a Coke before I go race Loretta's. Just get all up in Brownie's eyes and shit. What's up, motherfucker? Fucking Brownie. Uh, Man, I'm, I'm mad at him right now. Why? He ghosted me a couple that's times. That's Brownie. On some you can't dude, be mad at Brownie. Dude, that, that's what Brownie does. The last time he said, yeah, tonight, 7 o'clock. So I canceled. I was going to He's dinner with it. my kid. I canceled nah. my plans. And he didn't answer. <laughs> Dick. That's awesome. <laughs> See, this is when I wanted a live show. I yeah. call him. Right? Yeah. Oh, he, well, he won't answer me. No. I, he, oh, let's call him. Oh, you I want? Got, yeah. Are you plugged give me, in? Give me that plugged in right there. Yeah. Let's call Brown right. real quick. Let me see if it works. He won't answer, but we'll probably call. not. We're gonna call Brown. We're gonna mix it up on the show, people. We're gonna call Brownie. Um, <laughs> he's gonna be so pissed. Uh, Brownie, he will not but answer. It's Monday though. It. Uh, it's fine. Let's you see. don't think he's at? 
training. Yeah, maybe. Trying to push Jalik the swallow to learn, learn whoops. Maybe. Your call has been forwarded. <laughs> voice message yep. System. Four, two, three, Let's see if it's six, mailboxes. One, oh, one, three. Two, three. Hey. At the tone, Better cut it out. please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. Hey, Brownie, it's Kiefer. I was doing a show right now with Darkside, and he said you go you ghosted Darkside twice, twice, well, at least twice. So we're live on the air right now, and I left you a message just telling you that one that I love you, but two, you're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I bet I'll see him. I bet he'll be at the FXR thing Friday night. So, oh, uh, better hide, Brownie. Confrontations. I'll see you in a couple weeks, Brownie, at the ranch. I'm not going to say I'm coming for you because I'm not. I have no chance. But anyway, <laughs> especially I'll, with your schedule you yeah. got coming up. I'll see you in a couple weeks, brother. See you, Brownie. Bye. Well, we tried. I don't, I don't need to cut that out. It's we yeah, we we've voiced on. over it. I okay. Really? Yeah, I would. All right, I'll cut it out. Damn yeah, it. yeah. You, you could have fifteen. How many? How many downloads do you have? Fifteen hundred. Fifteen thousand. I mean, no, fifteen hundred would be. Yeah, we'd, that'd suck. We'd be. You have fifteen thousand people getting ghosted by Brownie. That'd be awesome. All right, we're going to go to Glen Helen. Uh, thanks for listening. Support the advertisers that support the show. It keeps this thing up and moving. And, uh, yeah, if you have any questions, please email me. Uh, new merch coming in. Heather just got a bunch of new shit, so we'll have that in a couple weeks. That'll be up on our website. But if you have questions about merch, heather at keferinktesting.com. And if you're a teenager and a little shit and you want to know about uh, teenage shit, Aiden, A-D-E-N, at keferinktesting.com is the show. He's doing better on the show. Yeah, I think the last pod with him on was really good. Really? Yeah, he, he wasn't as... He was more interactive? More interactive, not as teenager goofy, and kept the mic by his mouth more. Less mouth breather Yeah, he, he actually seemed to be more prepared when he had his answers. It yeah. wasn't like, uh, well, uh... He wasn't prepared. Well, he seemed, think, he seemed more prepared. I just think he's getting used to talking. That's good. So, All right, we'll see you. In, well, maybe not a show next week, so I will be gone. I'm not going to tell you where I'm going to be, so I'll get in trouble. But east, I will try to. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm going east. Uh, I'll try to get back to you before we go, Loretta's, and we'll talk more 2024 bikes. See you on the next show. Say goodbye, good dark side. See ya. Good dark side. I said good dark side. Good dark side. That's like a goodbye and a dark side. Good dark side. See you guys.